0: So discover your destiny in life. You know the world and the Spirit of God. The Word of God gives you the depths, and the Spirit of God gives you the breadth. Welcome with me, Senior Pastor, Destiny Life Christian Center, Reverend Festus Ubu, as he brings to you the creative Word of God you need for life and destiny.
1: First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, he said, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Not just any kind of priesthood, but a royal priesthood. So we see the word of the Lord in Exodus chapter 19 coming to pass here that as many of us that have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have become a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. We are a royal priesthood, not just any kind of priesthood, but a royal priesthood, a kingly priesthood. A holy nation, the peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Glory to God. I believe in this scripture, there's a lot that God still wants to release to us to open up our heart to see and understand the kind of priesthood that we operate. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So on Sunday, we'll begin to break this down. By the grace of God, we'll start by looking at the Davidic priesthood. Amen. All right, let's get back and then finish up on the taking, how to take the direction to taking the Word of God to make the Word of God work in our lives. We, we understand that the Word of God is the, is the food that we need. As Christians, as believers, without the word of God is impossible for us to fulfill our destiny. Without the word of God is impossible for us to fulfill life in his fullness. The Bible says, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, he said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. So it's just impossible for man. The way God has wired man is in such a way that is impossible for man to fulfill his life in full without the Word of God. It really doesn't matter who is talking about the man, unless unless the person is an animal. But as long as you're a man, a human being... You can. There's a life. It doesn't matter how much millions you have. <laughs> Having millions is not a fulfilled life. Just forget about that. It's not. It's not. If you have millions and you don't have the Word of God in your life, you're not born again, and you have not encountered God. You have wasted your life, and that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. There is. There is no shortcut to heaven. There's no shortcut to heaven. The only way to heaven is receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is it. There's no other way. The Bible says it. Thank you, Lord. So the Word of God is our food. It's what we take on a daily basis to become who God has called us to become so so we need to understand how we take it for example if if you want to take pounded yam and then you give pounded yam to a chinese person or to to a, to a European or to an American that doesn't know so much about uh, pounded yam, the way and the manner they are going to take it is going to be different from the original way pounded yam should be taken. And then if not if it's not taken the way it's supposed to be taken, they won't get the whole the, 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 the sweetness, the deliciousness, uh, the, 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 all the things, all the enjoyment they are supposed to get from that, uh pounded yam, they will not be able to get it. So it's important for you to understand how you actually take a particular food. So the word of God has his direction on how you take the Word of God inside of you. And so we began to look at it, and uh, we we, we see the prescription by the Holy Spirit given in Proverbs chapter 4. I start reading from verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Proverbs 4, 20. He said, My son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings, Verse 21, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life unto those that find them and held to all their flesh. And that version says, and medicine to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. They put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse leaves put far from thee. So we go back to verse 20. <clears> he <throat> said, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my saying. So we started with, attend to my words. We, we spoke to that on Sunday, and then we moved to, incline your ear unto my sayings. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Hallelujah. In other words, open your ears wide to God's word. So we we are saying you need to understand how to incline your ear onto God's word. And one of the ways you do it is with all readiness of mind, just like the Berean Christians, you know, did. Uh, The Bible says they were more noble than the Thessalonica Christians. Both of them are born again, but some people, the way and the manner they position themselves to receive the word of God made all the difference. Glory to Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, sorry, Mark chapter 4, verse 24, Mark chapter 4, verse 24, Jesus said unto them, take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. (laughs) See, Jesus said, what you hear is very, very important. He said, you need to take heed to what you hear. So when the Bible is talking about inclining your ear unto my saying, then the Bible is talking also about you need to be careful what you are hearing. So we are saying you need to take heed what you hear. It's very important. He said, look at it, with what measure you meet. You know that with what measure you hear the word of God. That's what he's saying here. He said, it will be measured to you. He said, and unto you that hear, in other words, unto you that hear more of the word, shall more be given. For he that has, to him shall be given. And he that has not, in other words, he that refuses to hear the word of God, he said, from him shall be taken even that which he has. So it's like that it, it, So in, in, in the realm of the spirit, there's nothing like stagnancy. It's either you're moving forward by hearing the word of God the more and more, or if you're not hearing the word of God, you're reducing. That's what it's saying here. It's a spiritual principle. Why? Because what you hear, there's so much power in words, and what you hear affects you. What you hear affects you. I mean, you can practicalize it. Let somebody begin to just say some things about you, some bad, bad things about you and be saying to you. You will see how your mood will start changing. Can you see how powerful words are? <laughs> That's the truth. That's the way it works. The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. The Bible says you hear the Word of God. So what you hear is very important. And then in Luke chapter 8, verse 18, Jesus said, Take heed, therefore, how you hear it. Can you see so you take heed how you hear the word. So it's not just enough to take it to what you hear. So when you have determined that I will hear the word of God, is the word of God I'll be hearing, then how you hear it is very important. So here the Bible says, this is how you hear the word of God. Incline your ear unto my saying, which signifies humility. And then it brings you to a position where it's impossible for you to sleep. So if you are inclined, I'm inclined now. It's impossible for me to sleep. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing. So he gives me, he makes me to concentrate on the word. So he's so talking about concentration on what you are hearing. Refusing to allow anything to distract you just like Mary did. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus with humility and received the word or refused to allow matter to distract her. Glory to God. hallelujah. So how you hear the word of God? The Bible says in Romans 10:17, "So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how does faith comes? Faith comes by the hearing of the Word of God. That's how it comes. So some people are saying, "Lord, increase my faith. No. He already told us how we can we can have our faith increase by the day, by the hearing of the word of God. In other words, the more you hear the word of God, friends, the more your faith increases. Hallelujah. It's an ever-increasing faith you have when you hear the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 2, start reading from verse 2, Apostle Paul was rebuking the Galatians. He says, oh, you foolish uh, uh, Gal- Galatians. Uh, can you give me from verse one? Let me read it from verse one. Galatians three, verse one. Galatians three, verse one. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. O foolish Galatian, who has bewitched you? Can you see there can be bewitchments? <laughs> right. So a Christian can be bewitched. Like. Yeah. A Christian can be bewitched. He's talking to the saints here. He said, "Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus has been evidently set for crucified among you? And then verse 2, it says, verse 2 says, This only will I learn of you, receive you the Spirit by the works of the Lord or by the hearing of faith. See how powerful the hearing of of the Word of God is the hearing of faith. So when you, when you understand how to hear the Word of God by inclining your, 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 your ear unto the Word of God by, with humility, receiving the Word of God with humility, with consecration, I mean, and concentration, and then with readiness of mind, the Spirit of the Word hits you. He said, receive Ye, the Spirit, by the works of the Lord, by the hearing of faith. By the hearing of faith. Glory to God. He says, are ye so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, uh, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? So, Apostle Paul is saying that some Christians can be fools. You understand, they can be fools. And what determines this foolishness? Is how they hear the word of God, and what they hear, what they hear, and how they hear. Verse five: You suffered so many things in vain; if it be yet in vain. Verse five: He therefore that ministered you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? See how powerful the hearing of it. In other words, that as the word of God is being preached, and then you begin to hear the word of God the way you should hear the word of God. You hear the word of God with humility. You hear the word of God with readiness of mind. And you hear the word of God with full concentration. He said it can produce miracles in your life. So he said, he said, He therefore administered to you the Spirit and worked miracles among you. How is it done? By the hearing of faith. And that's why the Word of God is coming to you and then you position yourself to hear the Word of God. That problem receives solution. That miracle you are believing God for comes by the Word of God. That's how it happens. Amen. So you see, by the preaching of the Word of God, miracles are administered. Things are moving in the realm of the spirit, but it happens when we receive the word of God the way we are supposed to receive it. Jesus said, "It's important, you know what you re- what w- what you hear, and then how you hear it. That's very important." Let's move. Let's move on to number three. So the word of God said, "Let them not depart from." Thine eyes. In other words, let not my word depart from your eye. Don't let it depart from before your eyes. Don't look at anything else, just look at the word. Looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. In other words, saying that you focus on the word of God. If the word of God says this, that settles it. Refuse to be distracted by any. Glory to Jesus. Hebrews 12 to look in on Jesus the other and finish out of our faith. Isaiah 51 verse 1. Let's look at Isaiah 51 verse 1. I need to, I need to just rush uh, this word. uh, We, we, we had some, you know, technical issue, but let's just get it started. I mean, let's just finish this word. Isaiah 51 verse 1. Hacking to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock whence ye are hewn, unto the Whole of the pit whence you were digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. What are you looking at? You look at the word. Let your eyes be on the word. Isaiah fifty verse seven. He said, For the Lord God will help me; therefore shall I not be confounded? Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. What are you looking at? When that problem comes, when that challenge of life comes, what do you look at first? The word of God should be the number thing that you look at. The Bible says in Psalm 34 verse 5, They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. If you look at the word of God, you will not be ashamed. And you look at the Word of God, you will never be ashamed. Psalm 34 verse 5. You look at the Word of God, you will never, never be ashamed. Psalm 34 verse 5. If the Word does not depart from before your eyes, you are bound to see yourself well. The Word of God reveals your true identity. It's the Word of God that reveals your true identity. And number four, number four, it says keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep the word of God in the midst of your heart. Now, this is very key. You need to get the word of God to the center of your heart. You need to get it to the center of your heart. And this happens by meditation. Meditation is the instrument that gets the Word of God into your heart. Uh, it's not memorization. Meditation is different from memorization. You know, in those days in um, Sunday school, they always teach uh, talk about memory verse, you know, and that's how we learned, you know, to just keep the Word of God in our mind or in our head, so to speak. Even when we're not born again then, we just memorize those things. But I tell you, memorizing the Word of God will not get the Word of God into your heart. It gets into your head. And I tell you, when it's in your head, it can never, never benefit you. You need to get the Word of God and move the Word of God from the word, the Bible, and then let it leap into your heart. And what does that is meditation. Meditation gets the word of God into your heart. Psalm 119 verse 11 it said that, What have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee? If you are struggling, then that means there's, there's a part of your heart. There's a part of your heart that needs the Word of God. And there's not, let me tell you, there's nothing you can do if the Word of God does not come into that part of your heart. You cannot use your willpower. You can use your willpower to try and then, you know, you know just, just try and then uh, uh, suppress that bad habit, but it's just a matter of time. The answer to any bad habit, the answer to any issue in your life is the word of God. And that word of God can only work when it gets into your heart. Your heart is the ground for the word of God to work. And meditation is key in bringing the word of God into your heart. Psalm 37 verse 1, the law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Can you see that? So (laughs) when the word of the Lord is in your heart, you know what to do. You know the next step you need to take. There's guidance. The Holy Spirit takes the word of God in our hearts to guide us. Colossians 3 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So you keep the word of God in the midst of your heart through meditation. Joshua 1.8, Joshua 1.8, Joshua 1.8 says, the, This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate during day and night. The word meditate there in Hebrew is the word hagar, which means that it means to mutter the word of God, to ponder over the word of God. So so how do you meditate on the word of God? It's not just enough to think about the word of God. You need to speak the word of God back to yourself. You speak the word of God back to yourself. You speak the word of God back to yourself. That's how the, to meditate. In fact, in the Eastern, Eastern um, Asia then, this is the way they meditate. They meditate by muttering God's word back to themselves. They keep the word and then keep saying it back to themselves. Keep saying it back to themselves. Keep saying it back to themselves. And That's what at times you see. You see are, uh, some of these Catholic people, and then with rosary, and then they keep they keep uh, saying some things. They are trying. They, they pick that kind of a thing from the from the East from the Israelite. So what do you do with the word of God? You stay with the word of God and then meditate and then meditate and then meditate and speak and then speak and then speak and, speak and speak it to yourself, speak it to yourself, speak it to yourself. It's like you're confessing the word of God, but this time around you're confessing it back to yourself. You're speaking it to your heart. That's how to meditate. You start with that. And then before you know it, it's settling in into your heart. Hallelujah. So the Christian meditation is done by continually speaking of God's word to yourself. And that's why the Bible says in Ephesians 5, verse 18, it said, I'm not drunk with wine, wearing his hair, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, and spiritual song, singing and making melodies in your heart to so the Lord. Say, speaking to yourself. You speak to yourself. Time will not permit me to, to really dig deep, deep into this, but this is a, this is a message for another day. Meditation is so powerful, it takes you, it takes you to that level where God wants you to be. Hallelujah! There's so much here. Uh, the level of your meditation on the word of God will determine the level of your prosperity and exploit in life. Your meditation is what determines your dominant thought, which determines your desires and eventually determines the direction of your life. So you can change your desires by meditation. Your meditation produces the magnet in your life. What comes to you? Thank you, Lord. And lastly, tonight, it says, if you go to verse 24, of that Proverbs 4, it says, Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perversely put far from thee. In other words, what you speak matters. You speak nothing but the word of God. You speak nothing but the word of God. For word means contrary word. Pavas means contrary to the accepted or expected standard or practice. So in other words it's saying that if you're going to speak anything speak forth my word. That's what you should speak. Speak forth the word of God. Hallelujah glory to Jesus. What are you going to do with the word of God? You have learned how the direction to take the word of God. You better go settle down with the word of God and start taking in the word of God. Start reading, studying, and hearing. And then speaking the word. Studying, hearing, and speaking the word of God. Speak the word of God in meditation to yourself. Speak the word of God to situations to events, to things, to the world. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you for listening to this message. We know you have received a word that will launch you to greater heights. Please share your testimonies with us through email to info at dlcc.hoharji.hangi. Call us or chat with us on 0803-288-7871. First of all, come worship with us at 27 Shunola Street, Ogba, Aguda, Lagos. For more information on our worship time and programs, please visit www.dlcc.hoharji.ng Like us on Facebook at Destiny Life Christian Center. Follow us on Twitter at DLCC Lagos. Follow us on Instagram at dlcc underscore lagos. Remember, You are deeply loved, you are highly favored, you are greatly graced, you are marvelously helped, you have a great destiny, and you are fulfilling it.